Welcome to the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. This podcast will be a sharing of part of my morning routine as I prepare for the day with the Word of God. We will be partaking of Puritan prayers from the Valley of Vision, each day's morning devotional from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Morning and Evening, and we'll be reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, which is the newest and, I believe, the most accurate translation of the Word of God. We will be following a Bible reading calendar that provides for reading the whole Bible in a year that was created by Minister Robert Murray McShane for his congregation back in 1842, and that has been a part of my daily reading for over six years now. Good morning and welcome to the Wednesday morning, October 18th, 2022 episode of the Faith Comes From Hearing podcast. I'm Wayne Floyd, your host. This is a podcast that is dedicated to the public reading of the Word of God, along with the reading of some prayers and a devotion each morning. Uh, This is something that came about um, (coughs) with the realization that more and more of the church is becoming more and more biblically illiterate. Um, It has nothing to do with their mental capability. It just they spend they're spending less and less time in the Bible. They're finding less and less time to spend in the Word of God. And so, um, because I've explicitly taken up over the last five, six, seven years time or taken up the effort to spend more time in the Word of God, um, and knowing that there are people out there that have truly medical issues in some cases where they struggle to sit down and read, not because they're incapable of reading but because they deal with symptoms of brain fog and stuff like that, I thought maybe sharing this time in the morning, um, sharing a part of my morning routine would help them to be more immersed in the word of God and in prayer, uh, which along with preaching are the primary means that God uses to prepare us for the Holy Spirit to do a work of saving, a work of regeneration, a work of saving faith in our lives. So that's what drove me to do this. Our prayers each morning are from the Valley of Vision. It's a collection of Puritan prayers. Uh, Great, great prayers. Just wonderful. I mean, it's in older English, but just great, great prayers. They're very, very helpful for me to get get myself into a prayerful mindset um, and to deal deal with specific issues in some cases. Uh, The first two we read each morning are ones that I came upon when dealing with a good bit of anxiety and depression, and they help remind me that in myself I'm weak, but in, in Christ I have strength. And and God, and I say in faith in Christ, in God I have strength when I put it on him, which is where he tells me to put it in the word. Um, so we'll do that and then the prayer for that morning. We also read from um, a devotion from Charles Haddon Spurgeon's morning and evening. We read the morning devo- devotion for that morning. And then we read our scripture. We use Robert Murray McShane's um, Bible, uh, read the Bible in a year plan that he created for his congregation before he passed on um, to help them be more and more in the word. Um, I've been using that for six years or more um, each morning. Um, so we're using that and we're reading through the Legacy Standard Bible. We're using the Legacy Standard Bible because at this point it is the most texturally accurate to the earliest um, manuscripts out there. So let's go ahead and get going this morning. We're going to start with our prayers. And as has been our practice, the first two we're going to do this morning is resting on God and grace and trials. So resting on God. Oh God, most high, most glorious. The thought of thine infinite serenity cheers me, for I am toiling and moiling, troubled and distressed. But thou art forever at perfect peace. 
Thy designs cause thee no fear or care of unfulfillment. They stand fast as the eternal hills. Thy power knows no bond, thy goodness no stint. Thou bringest order out of confusion, and my defeats are thy victories. The Lord God, omnipotent, reigneth. I come to thee as a sinner with cares and sorrows, to leave every concern entirely to thee, every sin calling for Christ's precious blood. Revive deep spirituality in my heart. Let me live near to the great shepherd, hear his voice, know its tones, follow its calls. Keep me from deception by causing me to abide in the truth, from harm by helping me to walk in the power of the Spirit. Give me intenser faith in the eternal verities, burning into me by experience the things I know. Let me never be ashamed of the truth of the gospel, that I may bear its reproach, vindicate it, see Jesus as its essence, know in it the power of the Spirit. Lord, help me, for I am often lukewarm and chill. Unbelief mars my confidence. Sin makes me forget thee. Let the weeds that grow in my soul be cut at their roots. Grant me to know that I truly live only when I live to thee, that all else is trifling. Thy presence alone can make me holy, devout, strong, and happy. Abide in me, gracious God. Amen. And now grace and trials. Father of mercies, hear me for Jesus' sake. I am sinful even in my closest walk with thee. It is of thy mercy I died not long ago. Thy grace has given me faith in the cross, by which thou hast reconciled thyself to me and me to thee, drawing me by thy great love, reckoning me as innocent in Christ, though guilty in myself. Giver of all graces, I look to thee for strength to maintain them in me, for it is hard to practice what I believe. Strengthen me against temptations. My heart is an unexhausted fountain of sin, a river of corruption since childhood days, flowing on in every pattern of behavior. Thou hast disarmed me of the means in which I trusted, and I have no strength but in thee. Thou alone canst hold back my evil ways, but without thy grace to sustain me, I fall. Satan's darts quickly inflame me, and the shield that should quench them easily drops from, thy, from my hand. Empower me against his wiles and assaults. Keep me sensible of my weakness and of my dependence upon thy strength. Let every trial teach me more of thy peace, more of thy love. Thy Holy Spirit is given to increase thy graces, and I cannot preserve or improve them unless he works continually in me. May he confirm my trust in thy promised help, and let me walk humbly in dependence upon thee. For Jesus' sake, amen. And now we're going to do our prayer for the morning, the third day morning. It's God, Creator, and Controller. Most High God, the universe with all its myriad creatures is thine, made by thy word, upheld by thy power, governed by thy will. But thou art also the Father of mercies, the God of all grace, the bestower of all comfort, the protector of the saved. Thou hast been mindful of us, hast visited us, preserved us, given us a goodly heritage, the Holy Scriptures, the joyful gospel, the Savior of souls. We come to thee in Jesus' name, make mention of his righteousness only, plead his obedience and sufferings, who magnified the law both in its precepts and penalty, and made it honorable. May we be justified by his blood, saved by his life, joined to his spirit. Let us take up his cross and follow him. May the agency of thy grace prepare us for thy dispensations. 
make us willing that thou shouldst choose our inheritance and determine what we shall retain or lose, suffer or enjoy. If blessed with prosperity, may we be free from its snares and use, not abuse, its advantages. May we patiently and cheerfully submit to those afflictions which are necessary. May we be, when we are tempted to wander, hedge up our way, excite in us abhorrence of sin, wean us from the present evil world, assure us that we shall at last enter Emmanuel's land, where none is ever sick, and the sun will always shine. Amen. All right. And our devotion for this morning, Spurgeon's from Spurgeon's Morning and Evening. This is the morning um, episode or the morning article. It's for morning, October 18th, and the text for it is Psalm 6511. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy paths drop fatness. Many are the paths of the Lord which drop fatness, but an especial one is the path of prayer. No believer who is much in the closet will have need to cry, My leanness, my leanness, woe unto me. Starving souls live at a distance from the mercy seat and become like the parched fields in times of drought. Prevalence with God in wrestling prayer is sure to make the believer strong, if not happy. The nearest place to the gate of heaven is the throne of the heavenly grace. Much alone, and you will have much assurance. Little alone with Jesus, your religion will be shallow, polluted with many doubts and fears, and not sparkling with the joy of the Lord. Since the soul-enriching path of prayer is open to the very weakest saint, since no high attainment attainments are required, since you are not bidden to come because you are an advanced saint, but freely invited if you be a saint at all, see to it, dear reader, that you are often in the way of private devotion. Be much on your knees, for so Elijah drew the rain upon famished Israel's fields. There is another special path dropping with fatness to those who walk therein. It is the secret walk of communion. Oh, the delights of fellowship with Jesus! Earth hath no words which can set forth the holy calm of a soul leaning on Jesus' bosom. Few Christians understand it. They live in the lowlands and seldom climb to the top of Nebo. They live in the outer court. They enter not the holy place. They take not up the privilege of priesthood. At a distance they see the sacrifice, but they sit not down with the priest to eat thereof, and to enjoy the fat of the burnt offering. But reader, sit thou ever under the shadow of Jesus. Come up to that palm tree, and take hold of the branches thereof. Let thy beloved be unto thee as the apple tree among the trees of the wood, and thou shalt be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. O Jesus, Visit us with thy salvation. All right. And our reading for this morning is um, reading in the scriptures is 1 Kings 21, 1 Thessalonians 4, Daniel 3, and Psalm 107. And I'm going to get some coffee real quick. Oh, good coffee. All right. 1 Kings 21. Now it happened after these things that Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard which was in Jezreel beside the palace of Ahab, Ahab king of Samaria. And Ahab spoke to Naboth, saying, Give me your vineyard, that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is close beside my house, and I will give you a better vineyard than it, 
than it in its place. If it is good in your sight, I will give you the price of it in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, Yahweh forbid me that I should give you the inheritance of my fathers. So Ahab came into his house sullen and enraged because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him. For he said, I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he lay down on his bed and turned away his face and ate no food. But Jezebel his wife came to him and said to him, How is it that your spirit is so sullen that you are not eating food? So he said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth the Jezreelite and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else if it pleases you, I will give you a vineyard in its place. But he said, I will not give you my vineyard. And Jezebel his wife said to him, Do you now exercise kingship over Israel? Arise, eat bread, and let your heart be merry. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name, and sealed them with his seal, and sent letters to the elders and to the nobles who were living with Naboth in his city. And she wrote in the letter, saying, Call for a fast, and seat Naboth at the head of the people, and seat two vile men before him, and let them testify against him, saying, You cursed God and the king, then take him out and stone him so that he will die. So the men of his city, the elders and the nobles who lived in his city, did as Jezebel had sent word to them, just as it was written in the letters which she had sent them. They called for a fast and seated Naboth at the head of the people. Then the two vile men came in and sat before him, and the vile men testified against him, against Naboth, before the people, saying, Naboth cursed God and the king. So they took him outside the city and stoned him with stones, and he died. Then they sent word to Jezebel, saying, Naboth has been stoned and is dead. Now it happened that when Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned and was dead, Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite which he refused to give you for money, for Naboth is not alive, but dead. Now it happened that when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, Ahab arose to go down to the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite to take possession of it. Then the word of Yahweh came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab king of Israel, who is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, where he has gone down to take possession of it. And you shall speak to him, saying, Thus says Yahweh, Have you murdered, and also take possession? And you shall speak to him, saying, Thus says Yahweh, In the place where the dogs lift, licked up the blood of Naboth the dog, Naboth, the dogs will lick up your blood, even yours. And Ahab said to Elijah, Have you found me, O my enemy? And he answered, I have found you, because you have sold yourself to do what is evil in the sight of Yahweh. Behold, I will bring evil upon you, and will utterly sweep you away, and will cut off from Ahab every male, both bond and free, in Israel. And I will make your house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah, because of the provocation with which you have provoked me to anger, and because you have made Israel sin. Of Jezebel also has Yahweh spoken, saying, The dogs will eat Jezebel in the district of Jezreel. The one belonging to Ahab, who dies in the city, the dogs will eat. And the one who dies in the field, the birds of the sky will eat. Surely there was no one who sold himself to do what is evil in the sight of Yahweh like Ahab, whom Jezebel his wife incited. And he acted very abominably in following idols, according to all that the Amorites had done, whom Yahweh dispossessed before the sons of Israel. Now it happened, 
when Ahab heard these words, that he tore his clothes, and put on sackcloth, and fasted, and he lay in sackcloth, <clears throat> and went about despondently. <clears throat> Sorry. Then the word of Yahweh came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself before me. I will not bring the evil in his days, but I will bring the evil upon his house in his son's days. All right, 1 Thessalonians 4. Finally, then, brothers, we ask and exhort you in the Lord Jesus, that as you received from us as to how you want to walk and please God, just as you actually do walk, that you excel still more. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God, and that no man transgress and defraud his brother in the matter because the Lord is the avenger in all these things, just as we also told you before and solemnly warned you. For God did not call us to impurity, but in sanctification. Consequently, he who sets this aside is not setting aside man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Now concerning love of the brothers, you have no need for anyone to write to you, for you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. For indeed you do practice it toward all the brothers who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brothers, to excel still more, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, and attend to your own business, and work with your hands just as we commanded you, so that you will walk properly toward outsiders and not be in any need. But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, so that you will not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. All right, I'm going to take some coffee real quick. <clears throat> okay, and now Daniel 3. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold, the height of which was 60 cubits, and its width six, 6 cubits. He set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king sent word to assemble the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces were assembled for the dedication of the image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. And they were standing before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the herald loudly called out, To you it is said, O peoples, nations, and men of every tongue, <clears throat> that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, 
lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. Therefore at that time, when all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, bagpipe, and all kinds of music, all the peoples, nations, and men of every tongue fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. For this reason, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and brought charges against the Jews. They answered and said to Nebuchadnezzar the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, is to fall down and worship the golden image. But whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the administration of the provinces of Babylon, namely Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, do not pay attention to you. They do not serve your gods and do not worship the golden image which you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and wrath, said to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you are not serving my gods and do not worship the golden image that I have set up? Now if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, lyre, trigon, psaltery, and bagpipe, and all kinds of music, then you shall fall down and worship the image that I have made. But if you do not worship, you will be immediate, you will immediately be cast into the midst of a furnace of blazing fire. And what God is there who can save you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to respond to you with an answer concerning this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to save us from the furnace of blazing fire and he will save us out of your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we are not going to serve your gods, and we will not worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath, and the image of his face changed toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He answered and said to, the heat, said to heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he said to certain mighty men of valor who were in his military host to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the furnace of blazing fire. Then these men were tied up in their trousers, their coats, their caps, and their other clothes and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. For this reason, because the king's word was urgent and the furnace had been heated to an extraordinary degree, the flame of the fire killed those men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire, still tied up. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and hurriedly stood up. He answered and said to his high officials, Was it not three men we cast tied up into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, Certainly, O king. He answered and said, Look, I see four men loosed and walking about in the midst of the fire without harm, and the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace of blazing fire. He answered and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out, you servants of the Most High God, and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. 
Then the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regard to these men that the fire had no power over the bodies of these men, nor was the hair of their heads singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of the fire even come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and saved his servants, who put their trust in him, violating the king's word, and gave up their bodies so as not to serve and not to worship any god except their own god. Therefore I make a decree that any people, nation, or tongue that says anything offensive against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb, and their houses reduced to a rubbish heap, inasmuch as there is no other god who is able to deliver in this way. Then the king caused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to succeed in the province of Babylon. All right, Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks to Yahweh, for he is good, for his loving kindness endures forever. Let the redeemed of Yahweh say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the adversary and gathered from the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness along the way of the wasteland. They did not find an inhabited city. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried out to Yahweh in their trouble. He delivered them out of their distresses. He led them by a straight way to go to an inhabited city. Let them give thanks to Yahweh for his loving kindness and for his wondrous deeds to the sons of men. For he has satisfied the thirsty soul, and the hungry soul he has filled with what is good. Then were those who inhab- there were those who inhabited darkness and the shadow of death, prisoners in affliction and irons, because they had rebelled against the words of God, and spurned the counsel of the Most High. So he subdued their heart with labor. They stumbled, and there was none to help. Then they cried out to Yahweh in their trouble. He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their bands apart. Let them give thanks to Yahweh for his loving kindness and for his wondrous deeds to the sons of men. For he has shattered the doors of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. Ignorant fools, because of their way of transgression and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all kinds of food, and they reached the gates of death. Then they cried out to Yahweh in their trouble. He saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them, and provided them escape from their destructions. Let them give thanks to Yahweh for his loving kindness, and for his wondrous deeds to the sons of men. Let them also offer sacrifices of thanksgiving, and recount his works with joyful singing. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on many waters, they have seen the works of Yahweh and his wondrous deeds in the deep. He spoke and set up a stormy wind, which raised up the waves of the sea. They went up to the heavens, they went down to the depths. Their soul melted away in the calamity. They staggered and swayed like a drunken man, and all their wisdom was swallowed up. Then they cried to Yahweh in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distresses. He caused the storm to stand still, so that its waves were hushed. Then they were glad because they were quiet. So he led them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to Yahweh for his loving kindness and for his wondrous deeds to the sons of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him at the seat of the elders. He makes rivers into a wilderness and springs of water into a thirsty ground, a fruitful land into a salt waste, 
because of the evil of those who inhabited it. He makes a wilderness into a pool of water, and a dry land into springs of water, and there he causes the hungry to inhabit, so that they may establish an inhabited city, and sow fields and plant vineyards, and produce a fruitful harvest. Also he blesses them, and they multiply greatly, and he does not let their cattle decrease. But when they decrease and are bowed down, through oppression, evil, and sorrow, he pours contempt upon nobles, and makes them wander in a pathless void. But he sets the needy securely on high, on high away from affliction, and makes his families like a flock, and upright, the upright see it and are glad, but all unrighteousness shuts its mouth. Who is wise? Let him keep these things, and carefully consider the loving kindness of Yahweh. And that's our reading for this morning. All right, and that is our episode for this morning. I hope and pray that it was uh, it is beneficial to you, that it uh, helps you out, it keeps you in the word of God. Um, I know it does me, but I, you know, that's why I'm doing. Uh, hoping the all couple of you that listen, um, it is actually helpful for. Um, I I pray that you have a wonderful day. Um, I would still. Um, encourage you to continue to pray for our country um the, the the ridiculousness that just increases every day um we need revival as i keep saying we need revival that is the only thing that is going to going to fix this is going to help this that's going on and i would also recommend that you continue to pray for the folks affected by ian um for their physical well-being as well as their spiritual um obviously the spiritual is more important so let's go ahead and pray gracious heavenly father thank you so much for allowing us this time this morning to be able to spend together to be able to delve into your word and into prayer and into a devotion and lord we would pray that our walk would be that we would be lifted up that we'd be we would be equipped we would be edified and that our way would be hedged up that, that our way would be very focused and directed by your word, by your commandments. Dear Lord, please watch over us as we head out into this crazy, crazy world. And Lord, help us to be lights in this world. Dear Lord, we would continue to pray for our country that that a revival would occur, that through all the, the nutsery and craziness that's going on, that a revival would occur, that you would be glorified, and that your saints would stand as clear lights in this world, as beacons of your holiness. Dear Lord, please, we continue to remember and we we would ask that you would continue to bless and provide grace and mercy for all those that were impacted by Ian, provide for their well-being as well as for their spiritual well-being. And obviously their spiritual well-being is so much more important than their physical And Lord, we would pray that you would be glorified in all of that, that your will would be done in all things. In your name we pray, amen. All right, you go have yourself a wonderful day. And remember that any and all things that you do today, do them for the glory of God. Have a great one. God bless. (music) 